We're back. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> Hi. So glad that you're here for episode two. I'm glad you're here for episode two. <laughs> I'm glad that everyone is here for episode two. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> um, so today, we are going to talk about Paris. We went to Paris earlier this year. May we? <laughs> May we talk about Paris? <laughs> oh, man. We're not even to the dad joke yet, and I'm already doing them. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> Anyway, we went there earlier this year. I spent uh, almost six months researching it because we had this trip planned so far out. We found Screamin' Deal, and um, I just did a lot of research because I was really excited about it. So yeah. we are excited to talk about it today. Yeah, very excited. And I guess we better get the ball rolling with the joke this week. Yep. So do you know what Kermit the Frog orders in Parisian restaurants? Not frog legs. <laughs> no, that would be terrible. <laughs> no. Kermit is not a cannibal. I know. <laughs> no. When Kermit the Frog is in Parisian restaurants, he orders French flies. <laughs> in America, they'd be freedom flies. Of course they would. Yeah. That was a good dad joke. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> Let's go, Lundbergs, we have the world to see With your hosts, Mike and Haley For travel advice you've never heard Let's go, Lundbergs Alright, so we are going to be talking about Paris today But before we get into that, we want to remind everyone about the giveaway that we are doing yeah, if you want more information about it, you can check out our Facebook page, Let's Go, Lundbergs uh, Or our website uh, just a reminder of what we are giving away. We've got a subscription to Scott's Cheap Flights. Which is awesome. Which is really cool. Uh, we also have a plush Mickey doll, or stuffed animal if you're a boy, from Getaway <laughs> Today. And we've also got four travel guidebooks from The Lonely Planet. So really good prizes. We hope you can win some of them. Yep. We're really excited about those and mm -hmm. grateful to our sponsors. Um, so diving right into Paris... Talking about the big touristy spots of Paris, I feel like we have to start by talking about the Eiffel Tower. I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, I think we went to that one, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that big metal yeah. thing? Okay, <laughs> the yeah. The one that like everybody associates with Paris? I yeah, remember that, that one. one. Uh -huh. That one. So the Eiffel Tower is awesome. I would totally recommend it um, to anybody who's visiting Paris or hasn't been before. It is, it is everything you want it to be. It's just as magical as as you think it's going to be. Yeah, it's a must. It's totally worth it. It's cliche as it is. Yeah. You've got to go see it. Yeah. Um, but one thing we would recommend, and we didn't do this because even though I spent six months planning, I feel like two months before the trip, I had the trip planned and then it <laughs> fell off my radar. We did not reserve our tickets beforehand. And you can do that online. Um, it saves you a ton of time. You can pick and choose when, what, what day and what time works best for you. Um, anyway, it's, I don't think it's all that, it's not that much more expensive to buy online than it is to, to buy, um, at the, at the office there. So totally recommend that buy your tickets beforehand if you can. Yeah. I think thankfully for us, we weren't really there during peak tourist season, so yeah. we didn't have to wait in line for a super long time, but it still was like, yeah. you know, like if waiting for a line, maybe, maybe in line it's on a fantasy land ride at Disneyland. Yeah. Not, not Space Mountain, but maybe <laughs> like Snow White's Scary Adventure. Probably not even 
probably longer than that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was totally worth it though. Even though we waited in a little bit of a line, it was, it was great. And we went up at sunset. Um, it was very cool. Just a cool time to see the city. And, um, I think it's great whenever you go. Yeah. I'm and, sure. it, and it was the last thing we, we really did in yeah. Paris too, which was, I think it was kind of cool. We saved it for the end yeah. because, um, it's like, you know, your ultimate Parisian experience mm -hmm. seeing the big iconic, um, tourist attraction there. And you can see, you, we saw it from lots yeah. of different places from like from a distance. Cause it's so huge. You see it from everywhere, Yeah, but we didn't actually go until our last day there. Yeah. Another really cool thing. Um, another really cool way to see the city. We did a river cruise on the Seine and that was really fun. We did it at night. So it was a really, really fun way to see the city. Um, when it was dark and you know, it's all lit up, it's the city of lights and it's the city of lights for a reason. It's, it's not, I mean, it's very cool. It's all the, all the big monuments are lit up and mm -hmm. it was just, it, it was fun to see it from the river too. And it wasn't that expensive. Yeah. It was, I think it was 10 euros. Yeah. It was really cool. And that was another thing that you could book online too. That's what we did. Yeah. I also learned on that river cruise tour that French teenagers are very similar to American teenagers. <laughs> In that they're annoying? <laughs> not, not annoying, but... I didn't... I thought they were from another country. I didn't think they were French. Oh, I thought... They, they were, were tourists, I think, but... They were, but yeah. I, I thought they were just from a different part of France. Could be. Very... Well, it could be. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but that was a really cool way to see the city, too. Um, one thing that we did that saved us a lot of money was we bought a museum pass when we were there. And you can buy them in increments of, you can buy a one-day plan, a three-day plan, or a five-day plan. Um, and the museum pass, it, it gets you into almost, I mean, it's like it sounds. It gets you into all the good museums. Yeah, totally um, worth it. Yeah, it saved us a ton of money. And for most places, they had a, a quicker line if you already had a museum pass. So, like, if you didn't, if you were buying your tickets there for the museum, you had to wait in a separate line. But if you already had your muse museum pass, there was a separate line, separate entrance, usually no line to get in. It's like a fast pass. Kind of, yeah. Everything <laughs> I compare to Disneyland. Yep. We yep. love Disneyland. You, you'll probably hear us talk about yeah. Disney in the future. <laughs> yeah, so museum pass, totally recommend it. Um, the, it doesn't get you into the Eiffel Tower though. So that's one, one big touristy thing that it doesn't get you into, but it gets you into the Louvre, the Orsay Museum. It gets you into Versailles, which was awesome. Um, it also gets you into Notre Dame. Doesn't get you up the stairs at Notre Dame. That's a separate ticket, which we also totally recommend. Mm -hmm. Even if you're scared of heights or worried about, you know, I'm not going to be fast climbing up the stairs. Don't worry about it. It will be totally worth it and you will make it. It's mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. Getting up in the bell tower was really cool yeah. too, because it's, I mean, it, it looks just like, you know, Quasimodo was there two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> totally wooden beams and you get to see the bells and it was yeah. really cool. Yeah, it was neat. And one other thing that we did for Notre Dame too is we got there. So I saw online that it opened at 745. And so I was like, okay, let's, you know, we're not adjusted to this time yet. So let's just go really early in the morning. Um, it turns out the... The chapel opens at 7.45 for mass, but the stairs to the tower don't open until like 10, I think it is. And so getting there at 7.45, it was us and like a janitor. Yeah. Like there was nobody just, out in front of the the cathedral. Yeah. It was unbelievably there was cool. Just some guy so sweeping the street with a push broom and us. And so we have this awesome picture <laughs> of us in front of the cathedral with no one else there. Yeah. How did we take that picture? 
I can't remember. Someone else must yeah, have Yeah, somebody took it. <laughs> so some, I guess there was another person there. It wasn't the janitor. It wasn't the street sweeper <laughs> guy. We didn't ask him to take it. But um, And then going inside, mass was going on. And you can still walk around the cathedral even while mass is going on. And it was that was really cool, too. It was, it was neat. It was a very, um, I mean, it's a beautiful cathedral. And it was, we're not Catholic, but it was a very spiritual experience. I thought it was really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other cool place you mentioned, Versailles. Yeah. Uh, Versailles is totally worth a trip out of town. It doesn't take that long to get there. We took the train, and it drops you off. At the train station is not far from the palace, maybe like half a mile, would yeah. you think? Just a yeah. quick walk up there. And there's big signs everywhere, too, that say, Versailles, this way. And so it wasn't mm-hmm. hard to find. Yeah. And, you know, for Versailles, for those that don't know, it's the old uh, palace where the French kings lived when uh, Louis Fourteenth moved courts from Paris out to this village outside of Paris and just built this lavish, amazing palace with, you know, thousands of rooms and uh, they're all just so beautifully decorated. One of the coolest things about it is uh, the Hall of Mirrors, which is just this giant... uh, Hall, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, I don't know and if it was like, a ballroom. Or yeah, I don't know. It's, what it's like it was. a ballroom. There's like murals on the ceilings and chandeliers, and it gets its name from the mirrors on the walls. And uh, it's the most elegant, beautiful room in Versailles. It's where the Treaty of Versailles was signed following World War One. Um, and the secret to that place is that when you get to Versailles, get there right when it opens. And, and I think it opens at nine. You'll have to look online. Yeah, and then. There's several rooms that you go through before you get to the Hall of Mirrors. You just run through all of those rooms. <laughs> like, I literally think we yeah. ran. Security guards were kind of looking at us like we were crazy. Yeah, you can go back to those rooms later, but just go straight to the Hall of Mirrors, and you're going to wind up in there again by yourself without very yeah. many other people there. There was maybe four or five other people there. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> so we were able to get some great pictures um, and it's interesting to look at our pictures side by side to other people's because and others in other people's photos, it's just packed with people and you can barely see the room. Yeah. But in the ones that we have, it's very empty. I think we have one where there's no one else in the yeah. background. It was awesome. And and again, you can go back to the other rooms that you've passed. Um, but yeah, don't even... None of the tour groups will get to that room until later in the morning. And so it's it's best if you can be quick and get to the Hall of Mirrors before anybody else gets there. And then, and then go back through and see the rest of the palace because those are going to be crowded yeah. No matter what, yeah. but not as crowded as the Hall of Mirrors. Yeah. So then, you know, there's also the grounds you get to see with all the fountains, which were really cool. Yeah. Um, we rented bikes while we were there and rode bikes through the grounds, and it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. And so Versailles, two thumbs up, I think. <laughs> uh, another cool place that, uh, now it's not included on the museum pass, are the catacombs. Yeah. The catacombs are these underground caverns uh, that are underneath Paris. Back in the 1700s, they kind of started running out of places to bury people in Paris. <laughs> and because of all this flooding, people that they, bodies that had been buried started surfacing, Yee. which no one wants. And people were getting sick from it. And yeah. like, yeah, apartment buildings that were next to cemeteries, people would just like start getting sick because there were bodies that were too close to the surface. And anyway, yeah. yeah. And then someone had this idea that was like, hey, we've got these like, rock quarries right out of town (laughs) that are just open and not being used anymore let's just take all these bodies out there and just dump them into this big pit (laughs) which is basically what they did and now you can go tour these pits and and someone i don't remember who it was but someone went through and like 
found all these skulls and uh, leg bones and arranged them into like so there's it's just like a wall of skulls that you're walking through on either side of you and um someone arranged a bunch of skulls was it a heart shape too which was kind of creepy yeah and And there was that like uh, barrel it looked like a barrel but it was in the middle of the room oh yeah Um, that was made out of bones it's cool and also creepy yeah and creepy but not something you hear a lot of people going to that was another thing that if you don't book online beforehand um i think it was like a two or three hour wait but if you if you had a ticket which it was not hard to get a ticket. You just had to go online and it was very easy. Um, but if you had a ticket, it was, you know, you could get right in at your assigned time. Yeah. One of my favorite things about the catacombs too, were the signs that said, please don't touch the bones. Yeah. And I was like, wasn't planning on it, yeah. but thanks anyway. <laughs> thanks for the heads up. So yeah. Catacombs also were cool. Yeah. Uh, also cool in Paris. There's a lot of options to have like these free walking tours. Quote unquote free. Yeah. I mean, they are free, but <laughs> you don't pay like it, the price for a ticket. But at the end, they do ask and recommend that you tip your tour guide. But you can tip based on how good you felt like your tour was. And yeah. if you really don't feel like your tour was good, you can just walk away. You might like they might give you a stink eye, but yeah, they and I felt like it was worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, on the first day, we did just a quick tour of the center of Paris and we saw it was kind of like a good introduction for us to kind of get a mm-hmm. feel for the city and where things were. Um, we also did a walking tour of Montmartre, which was really awesome. Yeah. I really liked that one. Yeah. The guy that took us on that tour, I don't know whether, whether it was true or not. I assumed it was true, but he said he was from that, like he had grown up in that mm-hmm. area. And so he... And he t- lived there now. Yeah. So he told us about some kind of local vibe stuff that we may not have known other. I mean, we wouldn't have known otherwise. Yeah. And Montmartre's a cool area. It's a cool neighborhood. It's where for Nicole Kidman fans, that's where the Moulin (laughs) Rouge is. Yep. (laughs) Which was not, I mean, it was fine. We saw it, but yeah. Did not go in. We didn't go in. Yeah. (laughs) Our tour actually started like right outside the Moulin Rouge. So, um, and one other thing that we did that was, that actually was free. Um, so Rick Steves, the travel guru, (laughs) Um, he has an audio tour app that we downloaded. And so we did a couple audio tours, um, like guided audio tours. We did one at Versailles, um, inside the palace. And then another one of the, oh, I guess, I guess it ended on the grounds. Yeah. Um, and then we did one at the Orsay Museum, both of which were really awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, just very informational and they are totally free. Um, we didn't have to pay anything for those and that was really fun. They're kind of... Um, especially the Versailles one, I felt like was kind of for grandmas. By that, I mean, it would say like, (laughs) now you should be, um, walking down the steps. And we're like, we passed that like five minutes. Oh yeah. Like it would say, (laughs) it would say, it should take you about 30 minutes and we would do it in like 10. (laughs) Yeah. So we were like, okay, clearly this is meant for people that move a little bit slower than us. Yeah. But it, it was still really informational and really cool. Um, yeah, we loved it. I love the Orsay one. Yeah. That was fun. Um, food in Paris. So this was one thing that I also did probably way too much research on. But if you're in Paris, you have to find the best things to eat. And honestly, it's hard to find. I felt like it was hard to find something that wasn't delicious. Well, we didn't go to McDonald's. <laughs> it's true. We didn't go to McDonald's. But um, the macarons in Paris, I would totally 200% recommend La Durée. I know it's... Um, 
cliche and very touristy, but they were hands down the best ones we had there. Yeah. We, we tried a couple others and they were, I mean, they were still great, but I, I felt like the flavors were the best at La Dure. It was st- totally worth it. I still have dreams about those raspberry macarons at La Dure. Yeah. Those ones are really they good. They were really good. The salted caramel was good too. Yeah. Anyway, they're all great. And then um, one thing that surprised me that I didn't do any research on, but we just stumbled across was there's a gelato chain in Paris called Amorino. I think it's how you pronounce it. There was actually one right outside of our the Airbnb where we were staying in the Bastille. And it, there are these beautiful like gelato flowers. And the again, the flavors were so out of this world they were really good yeah they just like sculpt it on your cone so yeah. it looks like you're holding a giant flower it's, yeah it's beautiful and delicious yeah really fun and they they have locations i saw several locations when we were in the city mm-hmm. um croissants just eat all of them yep. don't they're all fantastic they're all good. i in my research <laughs> i found like there were a couple people that were like oh you have to go eat the croissants here they're the best ones in the city and honestly i had a hard time telling the difference they were all so much better than anything i've ever had here mm-hmm. and just just eat them all anytime you can yeah and i'm gonna let you say the name of it because i'm bad with the french pronunci- pronunciation but the bread with the chocolate in it. What's that oh, called? Oh, pano chocolat. So yeah. good. Yeah. So it's like a chocolate filled croissant. And the first day we were there, we were like light on breakfast. Like I think we each had a croissant yeah. and that was it. By the last day we were there, I feel like I ordered like four or five I know. different I things. I was like, um, I'll have some of the quiche, <laughs> a croissant, the, the pano- chocolate bread thing. Yeah. And that <laughs> apple, apple thing. Oh yeah. The apple. Those were good. I don't know what the heck it was. It was, came in a, pa- in a bakery it had apples on it. It was great. Yeah. I don't know what it was though. Mm-hmm. No idea. But just don't don't be afraid at bakeries. Just order whatever and as much as you want. Um, one place that we went to that was really really fun. Um, it's down in the Latin Quarter. It's called Le Coupe Chou. and i guess it means the cut cabbage which i don't know why but it was really really cute it's um it was just it felt very old school um it felt like it was in somebody's living room honestly just Um, on the bottom floor this old building covered in vines on the outside looks just like what you think a parisian restaurant should look like yeah and the food was great it was Mm -hmm. really and totally reasonable you know if you're if you're looking to eat somewhere good and authentic that's also not gonna like break your wallet yeah, it's far from tourist areas yeah. it's it's a great place to go yeah that was really fun um another place that we went was called Le Fumois, i think is how you pronounce it it's right by the louvre um the bread there changed my life so good it, everything else was was decent it was very authentic very french that was one thing that i was really cognizant of when we were planning this i i wanted to eat authentic French food. I wasn't brave enough to try snails, but <laughs> <laughs> everything else, all the, all the locations where we ate were very no. traditionally French restaurants. You had snails on our cruise though, didn't you? Yeah, but I, they yeah. Weren't, yeah. I didn't like them. I'm sure snails on a cruise is just yeah. the same as getting them in Paris, France. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure. But the bread at Le Fumois was like, 
I just want that all yeah. the time. And the atmosphere there is cool too because it's you're like in it's like, it's like you're eating in a library. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was cool. <laughs> it was that was a really neat place. At least we got to go in the back room. The front room wasn't like that. Yeah. Um, we're the, high rollers. The front is like a bar, I think. Yeah. And then the back is so. like the dining area. That's right. Anyway, um, and then the first restaurant we went to, um, Bistro Paul Bear, I think is what it was called. But I got this dessert called an Il Flotante. I think it means floating island, but I, d- I think that is correct. didn't know what it was when I ordered it. And then it came out and I was like in seventh heaven. <laughs> it was just this. Were you Jessica Biel or no. one of the other characters? <laughs> no, I just was in love with this dessert. <laughs> it was like, it's like this fluffy cloud of, I think it was meringue in this soup, like in this bathtub of cream sauce Anyway, I've actually seen them make it on the Great British Bake Off, <laughs> and it looks, it was so good. I, that was great. That was a great way to start. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that was fun. And then if there's, so there were a lot of Michelin star restaurants in Paris. Um, we are not um, high rollers by any sense <laughs> of the word, but I wanted, while we were there, I wanted to, I wanted to try a Michelin star restaurant because how many times do you have an opportunity like that? And so many options. So we went to this place called restaurant Auguste or Auguste. I don't know. It looks like August with an E at the be, end. Be prepared for a lot of bad pronunciations throughout <laughs> this entire series. We need to get to a uh, uh, U.S. city. But, yeah. Um, anyway, it was right across kind of maybe half a block away from the um, Rodin Museum and Gardens, which was we went there afterwards and that was fun. But um, we went for lunch and it was way cheaper to go there for lunch than it was for dinner. And truthfully... I mean, lunch is just as good as dinner. It's a lot of this. I was looking at the menu and it was a lot of the same options um, that they serve for dinner. It's just cheaper, <laughs> which was great. Yeah. And it, it was really fun to go there. Um, the only thing for me is that I felt out of place <laughs> in what I was wearing. <laughs> yeah. We, we dressed a little casually, but yeah, we, we walked in and was like, we oh, were we're not quite as dressed up as everyone else <laughs> here, but they didn't throw us out. So yeah, which was nice. Um, and we both got this asparagus soup that does not sound appetizing at all when I say it, but... And it didn't look fancy either. No, it it did come in like a weird fishbowl. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It came in this glass fishbowl thing, and we were like, okay, what is this weird soup? And then we ate it, and both of us, our eyes got really big, and we're like, what is this? This is so good. It was so amazingly good. (laughs) I, like, wanted to lick the weird fishbowl afterwards. (laughs) <laughs> it was really good. I did. No, <laughs> I don't think you. Did. No, I didn't. <laughs> anyway, those are those are some of. I mean, there's so many good places to eat in Paris that we just scratched the surface. But those are some of the places that we really fell in love with, mm-hmm. really liked. Yep, good so. times, good food. <laughs> All the good food. <laughs> hey, guess what? What? It's time for Mike's book corner. Yay, Mike's book corner. <laughs> <laughs> I convinced Haley that we needed to have. Um, a portion of our podcast where I talk about recommended readings for trips. So one of the things that I like to try to do, I'm not always successful, but when we go places, I like to read a book about uh, where we're going uh, so I can have a little bit more background while we're there. And I actually read a lot of books in preparation for um, the France trip, 
um, either read them before, read them mm-hmm. while we were there, and, and one I even finished after we got back. <laughs> but um, first of all, first one that I'm going to recommend is uh, The Greater Journey by David McCullough. Uh, he's one of my favorite writers, uh, and this book is about Americans living in Paris in the 19th century. Uh, talks a lot about medical students and artists, because basically in, in the 1900s, Paris was like the capital of the world. <laughs> Everyone went there to learn and experience everything, and he focuses specifically on Americans living there. Um, another one that I read uh, while we were there was uh, called Time Was Soft There, and that's a memoir about a guy that uh, worked in this English bookshop in Paris called uh, Shakespeare and Company. We actually went there. It was really fun. We did go there. It was neat. Um, and uh, the cool thing about this bookstore is the owner lets people live there for free. Um, all they have to do is agree to help out with, uh, with the shop. And uh, they're also supposed to read one book a day while they're there. And they're also supposed to be writers. So um, they're supposed to be writing while they're there. And uh, this guy lived there for about six months in the late 90s, I think it was. And uh, it was just a really interesting uh, view of kind of the modern bohemian lifestyle of living in Paris. And then one book that I'd read that I'm not necessarily going to recommend (laughs) is, uh, it was called The Seven Ages of Paris. I liked the idea behind of it, which is um, that uh, it was basically supposed to be this comprehensive history of Paris, but I think it was maybe a little bit too <laughs> ambitious for this guy because Paris is an old city, <laughs> and I think you had to have a lot of background about French history, which I didn't going into it. And he was also, I also kind of found his writing a little bit dry. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because even reading this book, it was still, I still found it beneficial for us because one of the things that I read about was this uh, um, square in Paris called. And I'm, I'm going to try to pronounce something again. <laughs> yeah, he's going to make fun of my pronunciation yeah. and then... <laughs> but I think, it's, I think it's pronounced Place de Vosges. And it's uh, this square in Paris that, he, that was built in the 1600s that he describes as... Um, let's see, I've got the book right here. He calls it uh, the true gem in uh, Henry I's crown as an architect of Paris. And uh, that today it remains one of the most magical squares in all Europe. And... Because I'd read that, I was like, hey, we should go visit that place. Yeah. And we did. And I don't think we, there's no reason we would have gone there otherwise. Yeah. And it was just a beautiful square. Like, yeah. I mean. I think we went there. Was that the one we went early in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in the Marais. Yeah. And well, it's not far from where we were staying. Um, and yeah, just really peaceful, mm-hmm. kind of fun way to see um, something that, I mean, maybe it's really touristy, but we were there early in the morning. So it felt very... Um, like something that a local would do. Yeah, there's like a liked. park in the middle with beautiful landscaping and the buildings surrounding it or these uh, olds, you know, from the 1600s. Um, just a really neat place. And we never would have seen it if it hadn't been for the book. So, yeah, um, so yeah those are the books for this podcast. And uh, hope you enjoyed your stay in Mike's Book Corner today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need a song for Mike's Book Corner. Send us your song ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For Mike's book corner. <laughs> Write us a song and we'll put it on the show. Yeah. And just imagine that I'm sitting in a fancy leather high back chair surrounded by oak paneling books. and books. <laughs> wearing a tweed jacket. Yeah. And a pipe with bubbles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. And then, so 
earlier this week, I talked to my friend Emily. Um, she lived in Paris in the summer of 2016. She was doing an internship out there. Um, and here's what she had to say about Paris. So Paris, obviously there's like the really touristy things to see, like Notre Dame and the Louvre and the Eiffel Tower. But um, like when you lived there, what was what was your experience? And is there anything off the beaten path that people definitely like should take advantage of or definitely not miss? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I mean, Paris is cool. Um, because I really sort of feel like nothing is overrated. (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, if you, you know, if you've never been to Paris and you, you know, just end up hitting like the Notre Dame and the Eiffel Tower and the yeah. Louvre, like you would be totally happy with that. Yeah. But um, I do think if you have a little bit more time that there are sort of some like hidden gems, for example, yeah. like across the street from the Notre Dame is like the um, Saint-Chapelle. Oh, which yeah. is like one of the oldest churches in Paris. Mm-hmm. And it, in my opinion, has like the best stained glass out of any church I've been to in the world, not even oh, just wow. Paris. Yeah. And I think sometimes it can get overlooked because um, it's right across the street from the Notre Dame. <laughs> right. Like the people who are going there you know, usually you're going to see the Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, or, um, I mean, there's um, lots of smaller museums that are, like, great. Like, the Louvre, uh-huh. I think, you know, everybody goes there. And with good reason, because yeah. if you like art at all, there's something there for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I personally was like so overwhelmed by the Louvre. It was, yeah, it was exactly. awesome, but like, I felt like I needed a week there. <laughs> yeah, really. I think, you know, if you're going to do a day trip to the Louvre, you really sort of have to like decide what you want to see Yeah, and like make a plan. How to yeah. See it. <laughs> but I think like, for example, you know, if you want a museum that you can do in a day and feel comfortable doing it. Um, like the Musée d'Orsay. Um, if you love impressionism, like, or even the L'Orangerie, um, with the Monet paintings. Oh yeah. Or like the Jardin de Rodin with Uh all of the sculptures from Rodin. He's kind of like one of the premier French sculptors. Uh And, you know, if you want to go see the thinker, like it's there. Yeah. Yeah. That was something that we just like, it was right down the street from a restaurant that we ate at. And we're like, oh, let's go see this. And it ended up being unbelievably cool. Like this. Yeah, you're right. The sculptures are right there. It was very, very cool. And I mean, with all of those places too, even like the buildings or like the Uh settings are really beautiful. Like being in the giant sort of train station yeah. really for like the Musée d'Orsay or uh-huh. even just the gardens themselves in the Jardin de Rodin are really like beautiful yeah because like you said no matter what you do in Paris 
it's hard to be disappointed. Like everything totally lives up to its expectation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I said, like nothing in Paris is overrated. <laughs> if you had to pick a favorite restaurant or a favorite place to eat, or even a favorite thing to eat, it can even be two or three, because I know everything we ate in Paris was divine. But if you had to pick a couple things that like you either crave all the time now or you're like, I want that so bad. I really liked Zacaron in Paris. Yeah. Um, and my personal favorite, perhaps this is blasphemy to the French people, but <laughs> I really did like La Dere. I yeah. think if like you are looking for just like your typical like Parisian macaron, like that is the place to go. Yeah. It will be sort of like exactly what you think it is. <laughs> yeah. But that's like a good thing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. If that's what you're searching for, you will find it there. Yeah. yeah. Or if you want something a little bit more unique, you could go to like Pierre Aimé or like Eclair yeah. de Genie. Yeah. Um, oh, we went to, yeah, I won't say it right, but the Eclair place, we went there and I still dream about the we had this strawberry passion fruit eclair that like rocked my world. It was so, yeah. so good. Yeah. And they really are just kind of, I mean, they're like very popular and well-known, yeah. but they're also popular and well-known for a reason. Right. Yeah. Um, that totally makes sense. We had some macarons and another, so we went to La Durée and it was wonderful and then we tried some macarons somewhere else and I was like I don't really want these ones I just want those other ones yeah <laughs> they were still great like they were still I mean yes first like, world problems like I can't complain about eating any kind yeah. of macaron in Paris but it, it was hard starting out with La because I just wanted that all the time yeah after. and then I think um so I would go to a cafe or I would even just like go to a bakery and like yeah. sample some <laughs> of their offerings. I mean, they're all yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um, I would know. I mean, we weren't there very long, but everything I had from a bakery was like the best thing I'd ever eaten. It was all so good. Really? <laughs> and then um, I guess like another sweet treat that um, I really liked I don't know if you went there. Um, it's called Amarino. It's like a gelato yes. shop. Yes. Um, so it's in the Quartier Latin, which is like right by the Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. um, and like one of the most fun things to do is just like get an ice cream from there. My personal favorite was the chocolate hazelnut one. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool too. They like you get two flavors of gelato or I guess you can get as many as you want, but I always would get two. And then they just sort of like shape it into like a rose. Yeah. For you. Yeah. So we just totally stumbled across that. There was one right by, so there's one in the Bastille as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was right outside the Metro stop where we were staying and we saw this huge line outside one day and we're like, let's go try that. And, it ended up being, yeah, one of the best things we ate. It was, and they're so beautiful. Like, yeah. <laughs> they taste amazing and they're like this beautiful, delicate little ice cream flower. It was so good. I know. If you're looking for somewhere to like Instagram your yeah. food yeah. or something like that, <laughs> is the place to yeah. go. You can hold your little, um, 
your little flower gelato like in front of the Notre Dame or like the Seine is right there too. It's just so many like picturesque moments. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, French people like really pride themselves on their food and like to sort of be somewhat adventurous in what they eat. Mm -hmm. So I think you sort of have to be open to trying new things. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense that I, I think we saw that a lot of places too. And it was, yeah, I definitely, I tried some things that I was not thinking that I would try, but they ended up being a lot better than I expected. Like, um, like I had more duck when we were in Paris than I think any other type of protein. And it ended up being great. Like I didn't know I liked duck, but it was, it was really good. Yeah. (laughs) I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, renting a car in Paris, is that something you'd recommend? Do you say just go with the Metro? Um, you think I would say if you can just take the Metro. Okay. Um, there's a Metro stop within walking distance of anything that you would want to see in Paris, anything you would want to do. We would always kind of joke with each other too, that we were never lost when we were in Paris because we would just like keep walking until we found the Metro (laughs) and then we knew where we were again. Yeah. (laughs) So no, that's nice. (laughs) um, I mean, everybody takes it in Paris, you know, the real Parisians take it. And I'm like, if they take it, like <laughs> so can you yeah <laughs> if they put up with it every day and they're they're safe enough there that yeah you can make it work that yeah. makes sense <laughs> cool or uh, um uh-huh. i guess one more thing too is they have this like system where you can like rent a bike for free for like an hour if you do that so you know if you're wanting to get from one place to another and you don't want to take the yeah. metro that could be an yeah that yeah that sounds really fun too that would be a great way to see the city mm-hmm. from above ground instead of <laughs> if you're nervous about the metro or yeah to exactly. take the metro yeah that would be really neat cool if someone is in paris but they don't have unlimited funds like they they're kind of tight on their budget's kind of tight and but they still want to experience paris i mean obviously they'll you know, willing to pay money for museums, but are there other, are there tips or tricks that um, can save people money when they go to Paris? Yeah. Um, So I think a great thing about Paris is that all of the churches are free, which is not always the case. Yeah. In other major tourist destinations, London, I'm looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, I can't believe we have to pay to go into a church. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) yeah. So I think that's something cool um, because, like. And even even the churches like Notre Dame are free. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Crazy. Notre Dame is free. Like, the Sacre Coeur is free. Like, yeah, pretty much everything religious in Paris is free mm-hmm. um and the, I mean there are occasionally places where you will have to like pay to see certain things I think like Saint-Denis which mm-hmm. is like 
one, I think like the first Gothic church in the world, um, that, but that's also where like all the French Kings and Queens are buried. So I think it's really cool to go see it, but you do have to go pay to actually enter the part of the church where all the French Kings and Queens are buried. Got it. Okay. Or I think even, um, the Saint-Chapelle, I think you have to pay to go upstairs to see the, the stained glass. And then I think the first Sunday or like one of the Sundays every month, all of the museums are free. Yeah. I think we were accidentally there on a first Sunday and it was awesome, but the line at the Orsay Museum was like three hours long Yeah, (laughs) because it was free that day. And it was like one of the first sunny, warm days I think that Paris had seen all season. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome because, yeah, it was free. But, yeah, with the understanding that you might be waiting in a line for a little bit. Yeah. But if you can hit up some of the smaller museums on one of those free days, that would be be really smart. Yes. I forgot about that. Yes. I think if you're just looking to save money, that could be an option for you. But you do have to consider what I am saving in money I might be paying for in time. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think on that same day, though, we went to the Orangerie Museum, which is where those Monet paintings are. And the line there, there was like no line there. That was great because it's such a tiny museum. Really, you just you go see the Monet and then you're done. Um, so, yeah, yeah, some of those smaller museums, that's a really that's a. Yeah, I had um, totally forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I guess something if you're trying to save money, I would try to eat away from tourist destinations if you can. Oh, okay. Move out of, you know, don't eat on the Champs Elysees if you can yeah. help it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> don't eat in the like Eiffel Tower restaurant unless <laughs> you're willing to pay the cost. Right. Of yeah. That. If that's something on your bucket list, then do it because you're in Paris. But if you're yeah, if you're trying to be frugal and trying to save money while you're there, definitely there's a lot of cheaper options. Yeah, exactly. And you can honestly probably get something similar to anything that you could get there anyways for yeah. less. Yeah. No. Thank you again so much. Thanks for all your wisdom and for letting me interview you and talk about this. I, Like I said, I... We had such a magical time there, and it's. I just want to go back all the time. I'm sure you do too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for, um, I guess, interviewing me. That <laughs> thanks for thinking of me. Yeah, of course. We're always happy to chat and always happy to talk about Paris. <laughs> well, I think we've officially talked everybody's ear off about Paris. Yeah. We liked Paris a lot. So. It was so fun. And like I said, I spent like almost six months researching this. So we had a lot to say. Yeah. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope you learned something. Um, next week, our show, we are going to be talking about New York. And we also went to New York last year. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the big apple. <laughs> I was going to try to come up with a joke, but I couldn't come up with one. So I just called it the Big Apple. Because that's what it's called. Yep. (laughs) Um, So if you have any questions or feedback about our show, or if you have a song from Mike's Book Corner, (laughs) you can call us. Um, Our number is 641-715-3900. 
Um, we'd love to hear from you or leave us a comment on our Facebook page. We'd love that too. Um, we will include links to some of these places that we talked about on our website. We'll also try to put it on our Facebook page as well. Um, special thank you to Emily Stiles for um, letting me talk to her about Paris and her experience there, picking her brain about some of her favorite things there. Um, we also wanted to thank our sponsors, Scott's Cheap Flights, Getaway Today, and Lonely Planet. We are so, so excited about our giveaway. We hope that you guys have all entered. If you haven't, you've got um, a couple more weeks to get that entered. We're closing that on September 30th. Um, but yeah, hope that uh, you all have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time. All right, let's go Lundbergs. Yay!